Hello, and welcome to TTELT, Teaching Tips for English Language Teachers, a program of educators worldwide. My name is Maya Moore, and I'll be your host for today's episode. On this episode, we are joined by Pearlie Lubin. Pearlie has been an educator for over 14 years. Most recently, Pearlie has been a virtual English language fellow in Costa Rica with the U.S. State Department. There, she led courses to improve communicative language ability for an in-service um, teaching group. Pearlie is currently pursuing her doctorate in education in the field of higher education with an emphasis on TESOL. So welcome to the podcast, Pearlie. Thank you for having me here, Maya. Thanks. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, on today's episode, Pearlie will be sharing with us some tips on how understanding your students' personalities can benefit how you use group work in the classroom. So this is going to be a really interesting discussion, and I think I'll, I'll just kind of lead by sharing something that you told me um, as we were talking about this show, and that your, your strategy or your approach is more about um, thinking about personalities in group work as opposed to proficiencies. So please tell us more, tell us a little bit about the students that you were working with, um, and then tell us about this different approach you have to group work. Thank you. Now, um, I worked with teachers actually, and the teachers I worked with were are part of an institution that was under, that would experience a change. So uh, the teachers were required to pass a new employment entrance exam and they did not pass that exam. So I wanted to make sure the teachers I worked with were uh, comfortable, that I lowered the anxiety. So we worked on creating a community within the class. I decided that it would be helpful to um, divide the class into groups or pods to work on for different assignments and different projects. And in so doing, I thought rather than do so in terms of English communicative ability, let me divide them in personality because then I'd have um, a better understanding of the teachers and I think they'd be able to collaborate a little bit better more productively. So you were saying that this was an opportunity to be a little bit more productive within the, the groups. Is that right? If you kind of- yes put them together based on personality. Okay, okay, got it. I think that you know many teachers commonly put students together, as you mentioned, by proficiency, we're gonna put, you know, or maybe mix them together by proficiency. So, you know, low, medium, high, all in one group, kind of see how that works out or put all of the students with the high proficiency in one group and see how that works out. But it sounds like in your situation, you could have students across different proficiency levels, same proficiency and mix, it didn't, that wasn't the focus. The focus was really the personalities. So tell us how you, how you did that. How'd you go about identifying which personalities would be well-suited for group work? Well, um, the teachers were pretty much in the same range. So it wasn't that far out in terms of their proficiency, but in terms of how did I learn about their personalities, one of the things that I typically do in classes, whether online or in person, is on a weekly basis, on Mondays, I typically ask, how was your weekend? And I allow participants to share what they did, what their interests are, and I take note of those things. Uh, in addition to that, uh, the teachers kept a reflective weekly journal, and I, I really read those. So they would write about what they learned in the class, what went well, 
how would they adapt whatever uh, workshop topic uh, project we worked on, how would they adapt it for their own classes? So that helped me understand um, them as well. And so when I gained a better understanding of that, then I would ask them to uh, work in different groups and I would assign different roles or and I would rotate the leadership. So that would give me a better feel for who, how would they lead? What does this look like in a group for them to work together with this particular leader versus that one? So those are some of the things I did to get an understanding of um, their personalities. All right, so just to, to recap, so the first approach was just asking questions like, how was your weekend? What did you do? Did you find that the teachers were pretty responsive to those types of questions or did you have to ask more questions, ask follow-ups and get them to open up to you about how their weekend was or how they were feeling? Oh, not at all. People feel freely. People enjoy talking about themselves and the things that they enjoy. So that was a very um, easy way for me to learn about them. And there wasn't any stress or anxiety about that. And, and I kept it really casual. It wasn't, a, it wasn't something that was very formal, but um, I typically arrived, arrived in an online class about 10 minutes early. And if anybody came, they'd start arriving five minutes before class. So as people arrived, I would just ask, how are you? How was your weekend? Just casually ask. And so that way that helped me understand my, my teachers better. Okay. Okay. And were you making notes as people were talking or just kind of file it away in, in your brain to make a note of, of this, these things later? Both. I like to keep track of things like that for two reasons. Yes, it helps me understand personality, but it also helps me understand the interest of the participants. And then I use that to contextualize whatever it is we're learning and what we're working on. So I, I like to keep track of things like that because it does help in class in terms of um, projects I design or examples I may wanna use if I know more about the participants and their interest. Okay, of course. And then the, the other approach that you talked about was reflective journaling. So was this something that you did once a week, twice a week? How did that go? Um, once a week, I put the questions out in the beginning of the week and okay. the teachers are welcome to respond to them at any point within that week or by, by the following Monday. Um, mm -hmm. I asked if they could please respond to the three questions or two questions that I would ask. It wasn't very long but it just gave them a chance to reflect and think about what we've done, what, what project we worked on this week and how does this help them and how would it help their students? Okay, got it. And then from what the information that you've gathered through asking questions, learning more about who they are, reading their reflective journals, you get a sense of your, your teachers in this class, you had teachers, um, you get a sense of their personalities. Yes. And, how are you forming the groups? I'm just trying to, to wrap my mind around this for the listeners. It's like, okay, this is my, is it like, these are the talkative people. These are the shy people. These are the in-between. Tell us about that part of it. Okay. Uh, groups are divided. Yes, I have groups that are very talkative, but it's more than just being an extroverted, talkative person. It's also looking at how uh, participants process information. I have those who are reflective and thinkers and they need a little bit more time. And that comes out in their journals because I see how they interact with the other students and myself, other teachers and myself in the class. But then um, when I'm reading the journals, I see what other ideas they might have or other suggestions they may have for the course. So I pay attention to things like that. And so if I have a, a 
participant who needs a bit more time to process, it would not be uh, very helpful uh, to put that person in a group where you have a very talkative, outgoing, dynamic person who's ready to roll. And I have my thinker who needed a little bit more time and may not, may not, may not participate as much because they didn't have that time to reflect and think. So I pay attention to, yes, the talkative participants versus those who are more quiet and reflective, but also those who like to collaborate, those who like to lead. So I'm looking at those who collaborate, those who are hands-on kinesthetic. I had one teacher who that, that was her. She just loved to do all the hands-on work. Um, so how does she fit in with a group that's very, very outgoing and ready to go? Um, where she might need a little bit more time to process some things and doodle it out or write it out. So things like that. So I try to pay attention to how they process information, how they like to collaborate, what are the things that they value. And when I put those things together, I did have a group that was pretty talkative. I did have a group where they're a little bit quieter, but they like to collaborate, they like to reflect. And then I had a group that was a little bit more dynamic. They knew a little bit more in terms of apps and different things. And they were always ready to try something new. Um, so they were the explorers, they were ready to go. And so uh, it, it's not necessarily just introvert and extrovert, but how do participants like to process information? So I try to take that and keep that in mind when I divide the groups. And I didn't always do it right. The first round I thought, you know what? I might have to move this person. So we tried different projects and with each one, I tweaked it a little bit. And so we found groups that really worked and where people were really comfortable. All right. See, I think that's good for everyone to know that it's not a, a, a perfect kind of science. It sounds like it's more of an, of an art form. You really have to pay it. Once you form these groups and you have to pay attention to how they actually work together, can they be productive? Um, and then if not, you tweak the groups a little bit, you move somebody to a different group and then see how that works. Yes. Okay. And that was another thing you mentioned in the beginning is that you would move um, the leaders around. So I'm curious about how you identified the teachers that were, were leaders. What did that look like? for you in this class? In each group, each person had at least one opportunity to lead in a project or workshop that we were working on. So it might be something as simple as we listened to a podcast and we had some questions we wanted to reflect and discuss in terms of whatever the topic was. And I would have somebody who would uh, be a timekeeper in their, in their pod or in their breakout room. And one who was a leader who would be the speaker for the group. So they would summarize, keep track of what all the thoughts were and, and what did they wanna share, what was their position. So I rotated that because I wanted each person to have an opportunity to lead. So yeah, that was part of it, just the rotations. Okay, that's good information. So it wasn't you as, as the instructor saying, all right, so-and-so, you seem to have a leadership personality. You're gonna be the leader of the group. Everyone had an opportunity to lead. Yes. Okay, got it. And so you know, could you share with us how this, this approach to forming groups you know, helped you as an instructor, how it helped you meet um, learning goals, learning outcomes? Yes, there are a couple of different projects that in, in, the, in the course 
that um, I think that the groupings really contributed to them. And one in particular was the podcast on Padlet. So uh, I asked the teachers to design their own podcast and to upload it on Padlet. And they came up with their own topics. They decided what the questions were going to be and um, who they wanted to interview. So within their groups, they decided who was going to be the host or hosts and who would be the, the, the interviewees. So that, I think it was really helpful for them to process and decide how that would play out um, because they were in groups where they were comfortable, their personalities, so they had a, a range of topics. And again, this is a fall 2020. So some of the topics were related to teaching in the pandemic. <laughs> um, others were how to maintain a healthy lifestyle in the pandemic. I had several teachers who really loved the outdoors, hiking and biking and that kind of thing, uh, making friends during the pandemic. So there were different topics, uh, but uh, that was one project. Another topic was where uh, we were working on persuasive speech and I asked the teachers to create their own advertisements. And so they had to work with their partners and decide what is this product that we want to sell and how are we going to go about doing it? So it was, it was helpful for them to be in groups where, again, they, they, they were able to collaborate well. They gelled. They understand, understood each other. There was mutual understanding. And so I think that um, our podcast interviews, the persuasive speech advertisements, um, the mini app lessons that we had, all of those things went pretty well. And I think they, um, the collaborations and personalities uh, contributed to that. So before we 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 end this episode, Pearly, would you you know sum up the tips that you have for our listeners today around group work and focusing on personalities rather than proficiencies? Yes, I would say uh, first get to know your participants, whether it be through just asking them on a weekly basis or whenever you choose, how was your week or how was your weekend? Learning about what interests them you may uh, decide to include a personality test. That's another way to do it, to learn more about them, as well as uh, reflective journals. I find that those are helpful. So uh, learning about the participants and then grouping them based on that, um, which ones would gel. Are your thinkers, you could put them together so they'd have more time to reflect and think about how they wanna pursue it with a project. You're more extroverted students. Um, the uh, dynamic students who want to try all kinds of different things and, and that might scare <laughs> some mm -hmm. of the thinkers. So just grouping them in those different ways so that uh, they can all participate and, and get the, 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 the most beneficial aspect so they can all benefit from the course. Absolutely. Thank you again for joining us today, Pearly, and sharing these tips around group work. Um, we thank our listeners for joining this episode of TTELT brought to you by Educators Worldwide. Um, you can follow, like, or subscribe to our programs. Um, you can find all of our programs on ttelt.org. We have many different social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So please follow us or like us, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We would love to see you um, at our future workshops or talks as well. Um, we'd love for you also to tell us about your implementation of these tips. You can leave us a comment on social media or a voice message on ttelt.org. We'd really love to hear from you. Thank you so much. Until next time. Mm -hmm.